0: Talked about it yesterday Just that chip on your shoulder Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game Not even thinking about you guys How much did that motivate
1: you Coming into this? We better send those refunds
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't mm-hmm. hiding from nobody. Run and them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck the coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody. Run and them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it, thinking they can hang with us. The lane jumped out the porch with it, long bomb to chase. Every Sunday watching go and get it. Double up on him then we gon' double down on T Higgins. Then throw void in the mix. Now you really iffy. Every Sunday showing boys how they're really gritty. They try to shuffle. Up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, Roger to go and get it. Never know what's gonna happen when Joe drop back. He get shifty in the pocket, I get shifty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro. That's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL. That's all fact. And came across nobody yet that seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up, now it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, going gon' ring your bell. I know we under their skin, them boys. Frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind him Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse bass in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just, just draft the cam and draft the hill. Field. Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was, cause that's the loser way It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him And I bet you will find a hole if you give it to him Aiden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it out to 28 and let him do the dash Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seem like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my favorite money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip. It's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle. Twenty one in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody. running telling tell him up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip. It's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle. Twenty one in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody. Run and tell him up.
1: What do we say, y'all?
2: They gotta play us. That's right. They gotta play
0: us. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the show. This is Biggles talking. Strawberry Ice. I'm here with the Ice Man, Jeff Trunaple, and as always. I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of America's team, Reds, Bengals. Either way, it's awesome. Do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm of the 2,213 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. So if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you haven't subscribed to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button at the bell for the notification, and every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing Super Chat. So if you got some interesting question and you want to ask Joe from from Bengals or support the show or just be nice and give me money, that'd be great. Give me a Super Chat. i greatly appreciate it. And as always, I've come to you live from this glorious place down here. It's the Ice Cave, and the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you need a house, an apartment, a condo, if you rent a property you just don't want to manage it anymore, give T-Properties a shot and they will take care of the rest. And you know what? I usually wear it every day. I got bangle stuff on today. But if you want to support a great cause, meaning the Joe Burrow Foundation or Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund, go to jackpotjoey9.com, buy some gear, buy a hat, buy a shirt, buy a flag, support the 2023 NFL MVP, Jackpot Joey Burrow. Put it down. It's going to happen. Get your gear there. JackpotJoey9.com. What's up to everybody in the chat? Stranger, of course, you are always first. What's going on? Craig's in there. Jerome's there. What's up? Matt, what's going on? Sammy, how are you? Craig and Ken, what is up? All right, guys. So we have a new guest. He's was We are talking there and I on Twitter and everything, and I've listened to his podcast a couple times. He got the rear front Bengals. He got the rear front Reds. I'm like, Hey, you want to come on the show? He's like, absolutely. Here's Joe from Riverfront Bengals.
1: What's up, Joe? What is going on, man? I hope I don't bring too many down by being a East Sider, but I am happy to be here, man. I appreciate <laughs> hey, we, you giving the shot. Uh, we let everybody in here. It's it's fine. <laughs> We're one big happy
0: Bengals sports family here. So the title of the show is, and then all the Reds have, have come out tongue-in-cheek, and I don't know how this got started, you know, being America's team. Now, we always know. The Cowboys is America's team. Now, I got to quote my boy, my main man, Austin Elmore, uh This He said, uh, well, if you're going to be America's team, then you got to live to the Cowboys, which means be overhyped and disappoint everybody all the time. So hopefully the Reds won't do that. But how much fun is it being a Reds fan, being a Bengals fan right now? And
1: are we America's teams? Yeah, it, it sure as hell seems that. Like, I mean, even if you go into soccer with FC Cincinnati, I don't know, you know. I'm not much of a soccer fan. I'm getting into it more and more. They're they're they've got the most points in the entire uh was it the support supporter shield? I forget whatever you get for having the, I don't you know. know. The, I'm, I'm the trying to get into it too myself. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, I'm learning exactly. <laughs> I'm,
0: exactly. But it's they, I know they've lost one match. Yeah. And right yeah. there, that's awesome. I mean that we cause I went to my first uh soccer game a couple weeks ago. It was a blast. I, I had I had fun, fun watching it. I didn't really understand all the rules, like offside still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that you can't run past your defender, but whatever. I don't get the, I don't, I don't understand that. Or, I mean, I understand the rule. I don't understand why they have like that, but anyway, but yeah, I mean, they're playing good. The Reds are on fire right now. The Bengals are coming off back-to-back AFC championships. I mean, it, it's like as a kid, like in the eighties, the Reds were good. The eighties, the Bengals are good. Nineties. Eh, we're all right. Now it's like, my, like I said, my son is 23 years old. He never see, saw the Reds win. Still hasn't seen the Reds win a playoff series yet. Didn't see the Bengals win any playoff games until, you know, 2020. And now we might have some really good runs out of both of these teams with the talent the Reds have. Ellie coming up. Hopefully CES sometime soon. Matty, Matty Bats. I mean, it's just exciting just watching these guys play.
1: And that's not even taking Spencer Steer, who's probably uh, the best performing rookie of them all. Mm-hmm. Andrew Rabbit. I mean, TJ Hopkins hasn't had much of a run, but I mean, I, I think he's got a chance to be a contributor. You know, even just even just the fourth outfielder guy. You're seeing the bones of a competitive team. There are still guys in the pipeline. Yeah. And Karnasio and Strand, as soon as they figure out, there's just this huge logjam of guys in the infield, guys coming back from injury. Um, he'll be up soon. I mean, people are freaking out, but he'll he'll be here just Take a deep breath. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> um, again, there's more arms coming up behind. You got Connor Phillips, who should be up in Triple A, you know, soon. Yeah. uh Nueve Marte is going to come up and play shortstop when he gets off the uh, injured list in Chattanooga and come up to Triple A. Um, there's a pipeline, and there's absolutely the core of the next competitive Reds team. That, that that team apparently is here. Yeah. Um, they're taking advantage of a soft schedule and a terrible division, and they're a game and a half behind in the Central. Exactly. I, I don't know how it's happened. I, I know
0: and, and it's all the rookies, man. And they're yeah. all come up hitting. Yeah. And, and I want to get this out. I've been Ellie. The, the other Cruz is, I think in my opinion, going to be one of, if not the best player in baseball. I mean, he's got all the talents and everything. And everybody's kind of freaking out. Like, Oh, he's, he's striking out. Like, well, his on base percentage is still off the charts. Yeah. I mean, let him figure it out. And you and me are talking off the air. You, you, I'll let you elaborate on what you said about what he did at every level of the minor leagues before he
1: started hitting. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, He's a free swinger. He's always going to be a free swinger. I mean, the guy to look at for, um, I, I don't want to th- call a template, but you know, a, a guy that you might want to think of in terms of plate approach is Vladimir Guerrero, like senior mm-hmm. and the guy hit balls that bounced in front of the plate. And, and, and he's, he's rubbing them for doubles. It's going to take him a while. It's taken a while. Every time he went from single A to double A, his first 40 at bats struggled. from double A to triple A uh, to start this season. First 40 at bats struggle. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually really surprised and excited to see how well he started uh, his first couple of games. I mean, he first that, you know, his first official at bat after he walked, he ripped 112 mile an hour double into the gap Uh, home run. I, I absolutely just started busting. That ball had a family, Joe. (laughs) Great call. that. I think that might've been the greatest completely off the cuff call that I've ever heard. Um, Just in the moment, John, say it. Like people that there are people that don't like him and think he's 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 fantastic. He's barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah, he's – yeah, exactly. I mean, he's in Kansas City. You've got – um, why can I not remember? Ryan – Sam Hubbard's
0: – yeah. Sam Hubbard's, yeah. Sam Hubbard's holding the believe sign okay, up. He's got the
1: believe sign. Yeah. You're in Kansas City, and, you know, he strikes out somebody and yells, barbecue sauce. I mean, <laughs> Come on. It's, it's fun. He's having fun. Okay. Enjoy it. But, yeah, I mean, this – there's just – Ellie's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Just – he's going to strike out a lot. A lot of players strike out a lot. Reggie Jackson struck out more than any other player in major league history. Guy's a hall of famer. Yep. It's okay. Yeah. We don't want guys to strike out because people still think that a strikeout is the worst thing ever, but he's going to be fine. He's going to settle in. He's going to learn pitch recognition. He's going to learn sequencing how the players, you know, how the pitchers are thrown to him and why. And he's going to be fine. Like he's a smart ball player. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant on the base pads and on defense. He's going to be a again, like, like he's going to be the face of baseball in 18 months. Yeah. He, he's well, he's going to be on the cover of the show by 2026. There you go. Like Ken said, he's still a kid. kid yeah, he's he's 21. Just I turned mean, 21. He just show. turned 20. I
0: know. I mean, he's literally a kid. I mean, and I think, like like I said to you off the air, I said not everybody can be, be Matty Bats. I mean, yeah. And I don't want and I don't want him to. He's going to be overshadowed by Ellie because just what Ellie can do. But Matt Matt McLean, Matty Bats is unbelievable. I mean, he is such a a a, a solid. Fielder at shortstop, second base, wherever you put him. He, he's a great hitter. I mean, he has come up and not missed a beat. He looks like – I put this the other day on the show. When he hit the game-winning hit, it reminded me of, of Jackpot Joey Burrow where he was just kind of calling about it and said, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I, He wasn't like, oh, my goodness, yeah, it was great. I did that. He's like, no, it's my job. We're, we're supposed to do that. That's <laughs> what a lot of these guys are like. They're coming – like steer. Like you said, he's been hitting all year long. They're supposed to do that, and it, the the moment isn't too big for them right now. And like you said off air, and I've said this too, this team is reminding me of the 2020-2021 Bengals, where you see the talent. And I kept telling everybody this in 2021. I said, just enjoy this. Because I didn't know we were going to go to the Super Bowl. You know, I tongue-in-cheek, I said it on, my, on the air. You know, I, I didn't know if I actually believed it. But they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what's happening right now. We have so much talent on the Reds. Because like, oh, we gotta hurt him, trade for this guy. We gotta hurt him, trade for this guy. just pump the brakes. Just enjoy. Let these kids develop. This is a bonus year. They we're not expected to come up and play this good right now. They're supposed to happen next year. And I was like, all right, twenty twenty five is when we're, we're going to be really good. Joe, I think next year we can be a playoff contender. Well, we could win a division yeah. this year. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not putting that out, out of the row of
1: possibility. Mm-hmm. But next year, we're going to be really damn good. Yeah, I mean, the, I, this season just by how well the again, just the rookies because n- none of the vets have really. I mean, I, you really. I don't. I, can you consider Jonathan India vet? I mean, he's still only in his third year, and right last year. year he was here yeah, on this sucks, team. But, he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's 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 a granddad at 26 years old, but um, yeah, just by how well that the rookies and the you know and, and the young players you know have, have acquitted themselves, and e- even the pitching. Yeah, a couple of the starters have struggled, and they've had to cycle through a bunch of kind of retreads, but. This, this is a team whose window legitimately opens next year to do damage. Mm-hmm. You keep, you know, and you hope that the front office has, you know, sticks with the plan. Yes. And that's kind of always been the issue with this, uh, with this front office. Mm-hmm. There's always a people like they don't have a plan. Well, they do, but then something happens. They either, uh, they either come along faster than they expect and they blow things up and kind of go, I do not say go all in, but. Yeah. um, Change their plan or, you know, things go to crap and they, and just, Stick with the plan. Let things go through. Like, you, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But just see it through to fruition.
0: Yeah, I don't like, want to be on the other end of the Tyler Mallee trade. That's yeah. what I don't want to do. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I and mean, we stole – Like I, I, we got Steer and we got CES for Tyler Malley which Tyler Mallee is a good pitcher. I, I like him, But we stole. I mean, that, that was a great trade right there. And that, that's when, like last year, I started saying, okay, I can kind of see what they're trying to do. I can at least see the plan. Before like – we had this happen before where we just trade a whole bunch of people and we don't get anything back for them. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we get prospects. Like, okay, you got the 27th ranked third baseman out of, you know, the Yankees. Okay, awesome. Yeah. We're getting legitimate prospects for these guys. So that's where I'm like, okay, I can see this here. If they all hit, which so far they have, yeah. we got something here. Now, one thing I was telling you off there, and i said this on the show too, our pitching staff. And everybody's figured out, we got to go get more pitching, which we do. Our starters have got to get better. But again, I want to let these guys develop if you can get if hunter green ashcraft lodolo is, is should be back sooner than we thought and abbott that's four guys if all four of them could pitch the way we've seen them pitch on a consistent basis joe we got the beginning of, of what i've said this before the atlanta braves on their run when they had uh, they had three guys at first it was matt it was a uh, glavin smoltz and avery everybody forgets about avery then they added maddox and they want a what a 20-year run i'm not saying the reds are gonna go to a 20-year run but that's what it looks like to me that could possibly happen with the talent that we have here and in the minors.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, there's still guys coming up behind them. Connor Phillips, again, he's, he'll be up in AAA soon. Uh, Chase Petty is going to be bumped up to double A soon to take his spot. Uh, the pipeline is still there. Um, again, just see it through and, and just fans in, enjoy this again, there's going to be growing pains. Again, we're watching it with Ellie. I mean, Matt McClain is, he's going to slump here soon just because it's a lot of averages. He's not going to hit 350 his entire rookie year. I mean, it'll be great. And there's not really any reason why he can't. He's fast enough that his batting average on balls and play is going to stay crazy high and he's got great contact ability, but he's going to go through a slump at some time, but it's, this is a fun team just, just to watch, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you take the uh, America's team with a grain of salt or think they're being a little corny or whatever. But I mean, it's, and, and enjoy watching them grow because this this team, they're coming. They're they're game and a half behind. Yeah. And, and and you like are, are the pirates? Pirates any good?
0: I mean, the better than we thought they were, but I mean, I don't think they're any better than we are talent wise right, right now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I think. Well, you you said off the air one team we got to uh, be worried about, which will probably turn it around, which they always do with the freaking Tweety Birds, the yeah. Cardinals. I mean, I can't stand them, but I mean, they they're veteran laden team. They're going to eventually figure this out, and then. You got the Brewers who you know we almost got swept by when they came here in Cincinnati. So those teams are are still I don't know if I would say is better than us, but they're veteran teams and they've been there done that, which that does make a difference yeah. in, in, in a pennant race. Now, you could go, the kids don't know what they don't know, and it might not matter at all. And we go in and, and and we play great. So, but that's that's the fun part about this season, Joe, is to find out. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I'm just sitting here. Let it marinate. And let's see what happens. Cause this, this dude, two months ago, we we're like, whatever. The rest are going to lose hundred games again. I, nobody cares. I mean, I was one of them. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Then Meg came around. I was like, all right. Then they, I saw, I, I got more excited about the guys I saw in AAA. When I saw uh, McLean, I saw Ellie and CES. I'm like, okay, yeah. when are they coming up? <laughs> and that's the part that was exciting. is watching that and like, all right, I want them to come out. Now they're here and, and they're performing. And, it's just the thing is we have right now we got four guys. Yeah. Steer McLean, Ellie and Abbott, four guys on one team who all could be in the running for rookie of the year. When has that ever happened in major league baseball history that I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's ever, you bring up CES, there's a fifth one.
1: Yeah. I mean, in two years ago, when India won rookie of the year, uh, Stevenson and um, Gutierrez both got votes, mm-hmm. but I mean, those guys were way down the list. Um, going into the season, if the Reds were going to play all the rookies and, and I didn't think they were going to lose hundred games, but if, if they were going to play all the kids, I was going to be completely fine if they went 60 and 102, right? Like let, you know, get them, you know, I'd rather them do that than win 75 games playing, you know, playing retreads like Matt Reynolds, right. uh, Jason Voss. because those, those guys have no future with the team. Like, right, great, right, They're playing to get a signed contract with, you know, with, with a contender. It turns out that they can win 75, 80 games with the kids. It's fun. And, and, and the energy, uh, just the way that they're playing, uh, just seeing the way they run the bases, just, just seeing how aggressive they are, and then just seeing how much fun they're. Did you? I mean, I, pretty much everyone saw the uh, post game interview with Ricky Karcher the other day. Wow thing, baby. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> N- never mind how absolute deer in the headlights like that dude was. The oh, fact that, that, was <laughs> that was the greatest interview I've ever seen in my life. He was just like, I don't know what happened. He <laughs> legit, like, He he was as accurate with with the interview as he was, you know, throwing the ball over the plate. And the best part was the entire team is standing at the top step of the dugout, watching it, like laughing, cheering him on. Like, Like, just this this, this this is his pitch chart. Here we go. Like, I was like, how
0: in the hell did he get out of that? He's like, I
1: have no idea. 21 pitches, five of them were in the strike zone. One was like a borderline strike. He got nine, you know, or nine strikes total because, you know, a couple swings on pitches out of the strike zone, but. But he's at three of them above their heads. Yes. I, I think that just based on that game alone from that inning, Kurt Casale deserves a, uh, a gold glove yeah. or at least oh. a golden shoulder because I jumping up on a pitch 98 miles an hour to catch a ball over your head. I can't do that catching my kids at, you know, they're throwing the ball at 65 miles an hour, much, you know, at another 30, you know. Man, I
0: would have threw my shoulder out. Like the, the oh. last one, he just, he did, he got a glove on it, then he caught it with his hand. And, <laughs> yes. And the thing is, he didn't react at all. Like, come, on, come <laughs> on, dude. At least he was just like, all right, and this, and that's what helped. Yeah, you know that. That's what helped Ricky. You know, he, that he didn't, you know, show him out or anything. You know, didn't didn't yeah. react like, dude, come on, throw straight. Right. He, it was a very calm influence on him, which that's awesome. That and that brings me to all right. Since you brought is it time? And I'm not trying to get rid of Kirk Casella. just said what a great job he did, yeah. but to me, it's time to get rid of the, the three catcher. Yeah, Stevenson's got to play catcher. I, I yeah. mean, he, I think he hits better when, he, when he's a catcher. There's no other place. For, he's not playing first base anymore. They don't have anywhere in the He doesn't do as good as DH. And to me, if you the DH first base role, if they bring them both up, if Votto is ready, it's Votto and CES. One of them's at the first base, one of them is DH, yeah. and is what I think is going to happen. And that's where I, I think it's time to be done with the three-catcher uh, 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 role, don't you think? Or what, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, injuries and other – like steer balling out at first base I, I think that kind of took uh stevenson out of playing a lot of first base because that was the whole thing it was uh every 10 games he was going to be two games at first, base, whatever like whatever, you know, yeah. he was, whatever the split was going to be um but yeah he's not playing first base at all so he's dhing his bat. even when he was hitting the ball well last year and the year before his bat isn't good enough to be a first baseman or dh. He just doesn't have enough thump. I mean, he, he's a good contact hitter. He's going to rope doubles, but um that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um but if he can hit the way, that, you know, that he's now hitting better, um that's a really good bad for a catcher. So yeah, they need to get rid of one of the catchers. Um I think it probably has to be Casale. I mean, ne- neither one is going to be a great hitter. No. Um I think Mealy is better defensive catcher. He's got a better arm. I mean, he's got an absolute cannon. Yeah. Um, I love Kurt Casale too, which sucks. I mean, I really do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I was all for signing him. Like I was, I, I, I was a little uh, disappointed when they signed, uh, in the first place thinking that that took them off of, uh, that that took a off the table. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I I think one of them, you know, I did one of them. It's time for one of them to go when they're, they're again, there's, they've got four guys coming off the, uh, Uh, injured list here within the next few days. Um, yeah, for isn't too far behind. So, I mean, they they got a bunch of guys that are getting healthy, so there's gonna be a lot of decisions to be made. You can't just all send down all these outfielders, right? So, yeah, for me, for me, like once they get like, I like, I love Senzel, but I I don't think there's a spot for
0: Senzel. I I mean, as of right now, I mean, the way I I see this, the way I see it, the second half, I think if if Vado uh can come up and 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 can hit Aver close to him, which people are like, people are like, oh, Vado should just you know, just go off to the sunset. If there's any chance we can get Joey Votto here to help mentor these kids yeah. even more than he already is, because he's doing it when he's on the bench. I know he's down in Louisville right now. To me, that's that's invaluable right there. And if he can hit anywhere close to what Joey Votto can hit, I'm all for it. Because, I mean, that's just another bat. We need power. So my, my thing is, you got CES at first base or Votto at first base, and the other one DHs. That's where I'm at. Then you got, uh, I think India's at second. Uh, McLean's at short. Uh, Ellie's at third. Steers out in left field, and I love Friel in center. I I like him leading off, and then Fraley, Fraley, right field, and Will Benson. You know, kind of put put them out there. But I, I really like uh, Fraley – or uh, yeah, Friel. Sorry, Friel leading off. I, I like his little scrappiness and everything. I think he's a pretty good defensive center fielder, and that's that's not a bad starting nine right there. And Stevenson catching, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of questions. I mean, everyone was concerned that the outfield was going to be terrible offensively, and and they're not great by any means. No. But again, TJ Friedel has outperformed pretty much everyone's expectations, mm-hmm. and he hits lefties better than righties, which is odd for you know for a left-hander who doesn't have a ton of power. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's earned uh, right now an everyday spot in the center field, and yeah, use him as leadoff because he's he gets on base and he's got speed. I, everyone on this team uh, has speed, oh, but yeah, um, yeah. I, the other outfield spots probably move steer to left field i would entertain uh, india playing out there a little bit too just because defensively he's the weak link
0: we well, yeah, uh, I mean i, I think eventually
1: better. yeah i think eventually mclean is
0: going to be at at second and ellies at short yeah and third base could be steer or india is what but i don't know if they're gonna yeah. do that in the middle of the season yeah you know i, I think it's steers are approved he can play the outfield yeah. as of right now i think that's the best move in the future wise yeah, I think India's going to move somewhere else, but I think it might be not till next year. That's just,
1: just my opinion. I wonder about that. He's been taking balls, uh, taking more at true, third base. True. So there's a chance that they'll move him over there. I like moving guys back and forth. Yeah, I think McLean is, if you want your best defenders, and Reds' infield defense has been pretty bad. So it's, you know, I, I think you're going to see India more, maybe DHing more, you know, when, when it gets later and, you know, would have to worry about. Your best defense out there, or at least later in games, moving them right, uh, take switching them, double switching them out, or something. But yeah, Ellie is short, and McLean at second, and you've got guys that can play third. I mean, Ancronosi and Strain uh, came up playing third, McLean mm-hmm. or um, Ellie can play there, uh, Steer can play Sears. there, yeah. Uh, India, Senzel. I mean, well, I just yeah, Sinzel. India came up yeah. as a third baseman, so did yeah. uh, Sinzel. So um, I think that's honestly, I think that's where Sinzel's role is to be a um, to be a utility guy, and a, I'm. I'm hoping that they're just showcasing Newman to try to just get a more Brandon Drury like return for him in the trade market because he's right. somewhat useful, but I think to, is better. He's better, bad. He's better. He's got better speed, better athlete. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and he can do similar stuff. Plus, play the, uh, plus play the outfield. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it's we're reaching the point to, now. It's like, well, we've got more good players than we have spots to put them.
0: Right. Hey, you still got yeah. another one? You he still got Will Myers. Yeah, they, they signed him. I don't see them just cutting him for for I don't know the money offhand. How much to signed
1: for him? I, but I, six I million, and he's got a million and a half bonus for next year. I honestly, I think they, I think they do. I think they do. I, I, I,
0: I don't know. I which I mean, they, they did for Moose. They they, yeah. they they just cut him, so they could. But I can yeah. also see them coming up and let him play for a week or two and try to see if they can get something for him. But. If he's comes up here, he doesn't hit, and we got Benson crushing the ball. And hopefully, Fraley comes back, you know. Yeah. And he was hit like because Fraley was really pounding the ball before yeah. he got he got hit with with the pitch. So I mean, there's not a place for Myers to play, honestly. Yeah. But I do, I would like to try and get something for him. But right now, I going to get some bag of baseballs for him. That's about
1: it. So yeah, because because that's the thing. You bring him up, and you're risking. I mean. Not that he's a bad influence or, you know, a presence or anything like that. I mean, everyone seems to – like, everywhere he's gone, he's been a pretty well-liked player. But now you're taking – before it's, you know, either he's playing or Jason Vossler or, you know, some other, you know, never will be or, you know, know, taking at-bats for him. But now you're going to have to move guys and sit guys that are legitimate pieces. Mm -hmm. And he's only signed – like, he's probably – if You were to waive him today, there's probably a five million dollars between what's left of his deal this year and then one and a half million dollar buyout. Right. That's really not that much. They've got like their payroll so low this year, anyway, that the, the money's palatable, one that's even with paying Moose to suck it up in Colorado. Right. And Shogo or Shogo, I think Shogo's out the books now. Um yeah, that was last crazy. year. Yeah. But um I, I don't know. I I hope he doesn't come up and then they just play him to justify paying him. Right, which which is what they would have done in the past. Yeah,
0: but again, I'll, I'll say this: that the same thing I would say about the Bengals. This is the new Reds. They're yeah. doing things differently, so they they might cut him. I mean, and honestly, mm-hmm. just getting rid of him is, is honestly the best move. Just because they because they have so many guys that are good young players that need to play yeah. that to help for the future of the Cincinnati Reds. That's more important than get Will Myers at bats to hopefully try to trade him to maybe get somebody for the future you already got guys who, who can play and are here right now you need spots for them yeah so it's interesting what's going to happen and, and uh, now I'm going back to, to, to Votto here where are you at on Vado? are you one that is for Votto coming back or are you one that just says you know yeah thanks for your service you know will sit out the rest of the year
1: no he's one year removed from having a season where he, he had a 139 OPS uh, mm-hmm. 139 OPS plus um, he's still and, and what happened when there, he, messed up his like messed up his shoulder and his bicep like that's he was injured last year. I yeah. don't expect him to uh what do you have 36 home runs? I don't expect yeah. him to hit 36 home runs. No. You know or, or have that similar type, you know, the same type of power. But I still think he's going to be a damn good hitter. Um even last year for as terrible as he was, his OPS plus was only was still 88. I mean, it's only 12% worse. And that, that was an awful season. Absolutely right. terrible season for, him,
0: for anybody. Well, for him, especially. <laughs>
1: yeah, ex- exactly. And, and he still wasn't terrible. He's still better than, uh, than a lot of the guys that are getting at bats. like a, better than what Kevin Newman has. That's better than any of the catchers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, I, I wholly expect him to be a productive player playing two out of every three games, maybe three out of every four between first base and DH. So.
0: Now, one guy that surprised me like a week ago, I would have said that this is definitely a guy that these that could be optioned back out. Fairchild, yeah. he all of a sudden, I mean, the the I won't say the catch, but where he dove and trapped the ball last night, that alone was an unbelievable play. Yeah. He didn't get the out, but if he doesn't make that play, that's a, at least a triple, if not an inside of the park home run. Then he comes back and hits a home run. I mean, when he first came up, I'm like, they, they can knock the bat out of his out of his hand. Now it looks like. He belongs here. I mean, it's it's kind of – Joe, like everybody they're bringing up. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're they they're producing. It's awesome and shocking all at the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's going to be guys that are quality ballplayers that they're going to have to – that are going to be sitting at AAA or that they're going to just have to let go and send off to other organizations. Um, Fairchild, I think, is a really good fourth or fifth outfielder. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got, that's that – by no means my saying
0: starter. I'm just right. saying I, no,
1: I know. Right. But, yeah, I mean, a couple weeks ago, everyone would have been like, yeah, he's, he's got to be the first to go. But he plays really good defense. He's a really good base runner. And he's got a pop. Yep. Uh, his, his issue has always been uh, contact and uh, on base skills. Like, he's you know always has a really low on base percentage. But he's a useful player to have around. But that's someone that he's probably going to be more useful to a team that's not the Reds that has, you know, higher ceiling guys coming up. Right. He, he's got a higher floor than, you know. Than some of these guys, just because we know who he is. But he got higher Florida than I, I thought he did when I first
0: saw him. You know, yeah. In the first couple of weeks I'm like, eh, I don't know if this guy's worth. But now it's like, all right, I think we got we got something here. You yeah. know, he could be a, definitely a, a productive major league uh, player for us. Yeah. Now we can roll this into um, the Bengals here, and, and one thing that we're saying about the Reds is a lot of what we've been saying about the Bengals. We have the Reds have so much talent. We have more talent than we have spots for right now, which is a good thing. And I roll that into the Bengals and the offensive line where we have more talent than we have spots for. Because Jonah Williams finally came into camp and he said exactly what he should have said. And, and I understand why he was a little salty, a little upset, because the Bengals, not only, they, they I don't think they could have called him, you know, with the whole Orlando Brown thing, I think it happened so fast, but they never called him <laughs> to, to, to say, hey, we got Orlando Brown, we're going to move over to the right tackle, which I thought was a little crappy, they should have at least called him. But with that being said, you got Jonah Williams at right tackle, Zeus at left, Captain uh, Center, Karras, and Volseley as your guards. This is the best offensive line we had since 2015. And you still got Jax Carmen. You still got L. Collins be- behind them. I mean, yeah. it's not only one of the best offensive lines we've had in a while, we got depth, Joe. That, and that's one thing that we've needed. Super Bowl, Reef was hurt, AFC Championship game. Uh, Kappa and, 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 and Lell were gone. We always get injured on our offensive line. People are always like, well, we got to trade Jonah. Why in the hell do you want to trade Jonah? Why do you want to trade any of them? I mean, I know it's it's a lot of money to play to have LC on the bench, but you put him on the pup list for the first six weeks and see what happens. Again, I'm not in any rush here to deplete our depth here that we have on this offensive
1: line for once. Yeah, there, there's no reason to burn through that depth or to get rid of it before you, uh, before you have to. Um, I think that there will be, depending on how some of these spots fall out. I, I think teams will are going to come to the Bengals and try to get, um, you know, uh, try, try to pick somebody up, you know, it, whether Collins or Jack Carman or somebody, um, you know, when, when they see how the depth chart shakes out, but yeah, there, there's no need to, uh, uh, no need to waste any of that. I mean, it's, keep the guys. You see what happened last year had three starters go down in successive weeks in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The offensive line was finally playing up to potential the last half of the season, playing well. And then all of a sudden, boom, you've got Max Sharping playing meaningful snaps and Max Sharping playing meaningful snaps against Chris Jones (laughs) is a really, really, really bad sign for the Bengals because that end of the season. Exactly. And and that, and uh, Akeem Adenergy, I, I like Akeem Adenergy, but he's, He's he's a swing tackle. He's a sixth offensive lineman. He should he not. He might be not in. be on the team this year. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I mean, that, that's that's one of the other guys that I think that uh, teams are going to be looking at for someone to possibly pick up at the end of camp. Um, and the Bengals can swing swing another uh, BJ Hill uh, for um, Billy Price type Price. deal. Price. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's hey, cool. I'm here for Bengals trading from position of strength. I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm great. completely okay with that. And and I and I cannot remember the name. I'm trying to look at the Bengals Ben Brown. Uh, God, they undrafted free agent they signed last year. That if he were uh, healthy, he would have been like, he's got a lot of ability for interior of the offensive line. So th- there's even more draft than people even think, you know, people even know about. Right. So they're in a good spot.
2: Right. I, I, I like
1: it. It, it. It's weird feeling, I don't want to say confident, but not here shitting bricks expecting, you know, what happens if you know, this happens? What happens if this guy gets hurt? Exactly. They, yeah. Fearing, uh, as, as you know, as soon as game one comes on, facing Miles Garrett, all of a sudden, like Joe Burrow is going to have five passes batted in the air, and you know, we don't
0: we don't have to worry about. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, we have to worry about general Williams moving from right to left. He's going to be he's going to be fine. Yeah. That's the worst thing. Uh, you know, we got LC who had a back issue before that. We had Riley Reeve who's thirty eight years old. Yeah. We have the most solid line we've had. I can hear. He goes, do you think they, the front office regrets giving him an extension now? I think he means Jonah Williams. Absolutely not. They don't even yeah. regret that because he's their starting right tackle. Yeah. I mean, they. that's – yeah. I mean, now my thing is I do – this is one thing. I, I've i said this about Jonah. When he proves he can play right tackle, he's not proved he can play left tackle. You can say whatever you want about him playing left tackle. He's It was an average left tackle. He was hurt last year. Two years ago, he was our best offensive lineman. Yeah. I get so sick and tired of people crapping on Jonah. Jonah's a good left tackle. Yeah. But – if he goes out and balls out this year, proves he can play right and left, he's going to. I mean, either the Bengals are going to him a bag or he's going to get a bag from somebody else. It yep. does nothing but help Jonah out in the long run, proving that you can play play multiple positions, which is what his coach in uh, Alabama, which for some freaking reason he slips my mind. Um, who is the coach of Alabama football team? Right? Saban. Yeah, Saban. Which Saban <laughs> said that to Bill Belichick that he can play multiple positions. Yep. So if Saban says it, Pretty confident he can do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Nick Nick Saban is he, he knows a little bit of football. He's uh, he's <laughs> done fairly well for himself over the years. And here's the thing: you're paying your starting right tackle twelve million dollars. That's really not a lot. No, um, compared to what other ones are getting, hell no. I mean, look, look at how much Taylor is getting from um, the Chiefs to play left tackle. Or uh, wait a minute, never mind. You're not good enough. We're gonna meet immediately, move you back over to the right side, and sign someone off the street to to yeah. play for you. So. Yeah. And he's making twice that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it to pick up, I mean, and, and it wasn't even an extension. They just picked up his fifth year option. So it's yeah. not as if, you know, play out this year, they've got, you know, they've got another year to figure that spot out. Now, ideally you want five guys set for multiple years, but that doesn't happen. Um, no, my cons- I, I mean, I do have a concern in a couple years because Kappa and Karras aren't getting younger, and you don't have a right tackle of the future. But you've got a left tackle for multiple years. Uh, you've got Volson for at least two more years after this, and you know you've you've got you've got time and you've got ability to build depth. So, yeah, they're gonna have, they're gonna have to address that here in the future. Now,
0: <clears throat> with that being said, now Jonah uh, will be a free agent uh, next year, and this is one thing we we do this on Bengals Brewers and Brewers on online. And I'm gonna I want add Jonah to this list now because I don't know why he we didn't put him on the list, but the guys that are. Free agents that are not—we're not, we're excluding Joe out of this. We're not putting Jackpot in this, but yeah, T. Higgins, DJ Reader, I'll put Jonah Williams in there, uh, Logan Wilson, and Bay Wusier. How do you rank those? Which is from one to to six? You know, so I'll throw Jonah in there too because honestly, if he balls out, they might want to resign him. You know, to to solidify this offensive line. Where are you at on on guys that? Our number one, number two, number three to to the hat a must sign and or one that you know if they let them go you, you can see that that this is last year. Also, TB's in
1: there too. Sorry, Tyler Boyd. I'll start at the bottom of the list. Um, TB and um, Jonah, like I, I think they've already come to grips with those guys are gone next year, right? Uh, Tyler Boyd, they've already got brought in a couple of replacements for him to kind of learn underneath them. He, I mean, he, his interview that he had a couple of weeks ago, like he understands this is his last year. Mm -hmm. they've got to pay guys and he's already made his second contract and he's still going to be a useful, very good uh, football player for the next handful of years. It's just going to be in someone else's uniform. Right. Uh, Same with general Williams. Like they've, they've, I don't want to say they've written him off, but if he goes and balls out, then he's going to price himself out anyway. And if he isn't good, then they're not going to want to keep him. Right. Um, I kind of want to exclude T because I think he's going to be signed anyway. So I, I don't even think it's a matter of, you know, in terms of importance, if it's just he, when. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think as soon as I wouldn't be surprised if they announced his and Burrow's deal together, just because Burrow is the only thing I'd say holding up, but just trying to hammer down the uh, the numbers on that so that they can then move down the list, right, and, and, and get teased um, from the other guys. Probably DJ Reader, mm-hmm. because again, we, we were talking before we came on live. He's he's so good. He's a yes. guy that if you can get quality depth behind him, and, and I like Jay Tupani, I like, you know, some of the guys, but they need someone better behind him to so just so we can be more on a pitch count mm-hmm. and, you know, just play, let's say fewer steps, but but quit having, you know, not have to play as many snaps. He's going to be a uh, contributing player for three, four, five years. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. he's going into his h 30 season, but I think that's the guy that they need to keep around. Yeah. Um, in terms of, Cheeto, I don't know. I, I, I think he's in a bad situation because he's coming off the injury. Now, he looks right. fantastic. Like I, I don't know how he's uh, – you see some of the footwork drills that yeah. he was running. He's running around without his knee brace, which that, yeah, that, just, that scares no, me. No knee brace. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, which is – I guess that's a good sign, but it just scares me that you're doing all this without a knee brace after coming back from major knee surgery. But
1: Yeah, I mean, that's damn good genetics and a hell of a lot of hard work. Right, exactly. Um, I think they're – preparing for him to be gone which is again why they got dj uh, turner so high i, I think Seriously. they'd like to keep him around mm-hmm. um i'm not sure i mean he's how old is cheeto i'm trying to look uh, got, he's gotta be getting because 27 28 28 right. 28 right now okay um there's be age 28 season my term sure his birthday is but um I can definitely see them trying to keep him around for for a decent number. And if he, I don't want to say struggles, because you you don't want to think that he's going to struggle. If he's healthy, I think he's going to ball out. But I think he's probably the next one that they would look at keeping. Right. Um, Logan Wilson, I was a lot more optimistic about them keeping him before they went and shelled out a lot of money for uh, Jermaine Pratt. Yeah. Um, But that being said, Pratt didn't get a ton of money. Right. So it, it's shown where the linebacker market is, but also, do you want to have that much money tied up in two linebackers in 2024 when you know linebackers? Not that the market is depressed on them, but the value to paying multiple linebackers second contracts isn't there. I don't know. Um, I like Logan. I think he's a better three-down linebacker and a better safer bet for a three-down line, linebacker than Playoff P, but. I don't know. I, I, too. I, that's what, that's what, I yeah, know. exactly. He, he makes plays. I mean, he absolutely mm-hmm. makes plays. Um, I don't know. I, I think he'll probably, I think they'll probably sign him maybe for, you know, two or three year deal. Not going to be, you know, as long not gonna, uh, as we would have thought going into the off season, but um, yeah, who knows? Yeah. You know, who, who really knows uh, who else was I? Was I missing anyone or did I get everyone?
0: Uh, You got everyone. Now, the okay. one thing I, I want to roll back to, to DJ, and this is, where I can see them signing DJ and cutting Trey Henderson, which is nothing against Trey Henderson. Yeah. I love Trey Henderson. But they did draft Miles Murphy, who plays Trey Henderson's spot. Yeah. And you could cut Trey after next year, roll that money or part of that money into re-signing DJ because you don't have anybody to, to replace DJ or even back him up right now. That's that's really you're comfortable with. That being said... Our pass rush right now, on paper, could be one of the best in the league with the four guys that we could have coming off the edge, which with, with Joseph Osai, oh, I know everybody talks about the AFC Championship game, but before he hit Patrick Browns out of bounds, he was balling out. He was having his best game, that was and he started game. ramping it up. I think he is going to have a huge year this year. You got him, and you got him, you got, and got Sam and, and, and Erickson can uh, actually take breaks, or DJ has actually said he has to yell at them to sit on the sideline. <laughs> so, which they're they have guys who can come in there, and it just helps those guys in a long run because it is a long, long season. We're going to play, we're hoping to play, you know, 2021 20, games this season, you know, which that's a Super Bowl run. We need these guys to be healthy. We need these guys, like you said, a DJ, uh, uh, uh Sam Hubbard. And Trey, we need these guys on pitch couch so they are healthy and not wore the hell out. You know, by the time the, you know you're in the playoff run, to make plays for us, and that's what we have as far as this NASCAR package. But going back to actually, I think this might be his last year, just because of the depth that they already have at his position, and they don't have it in DJ spot. That's one thing where I'm, I I, I hate I hate to say it, but I see Henderson gone after this year. Just just my opinion.
1: Yeah, it's not, a, um, it's not a matter of whether the, uh, Trey's going to be a useful player so much as it, it just comes down to value and money crunch. Because again, Bengals have proven. They're putting the bulk of their money on offense, which is fine. They need to make sure you're drafting well on defense, which they seem to be doing the last couple of years. Um, next year, Trey's cap hit is 17.5. If they designate him as a post-June 1 cap cut, it's $2.5 Right. So, like, $2.5 in dead money. So, I definitely can see that as a possibility. Um, Again, it really depends on how well you know the other guys play out. Uh, I I think Miles Murphy is going to be a fantastic player. It's whether I think it's whether Osai proves that he's that's the key that that, that he can uh, stand up uh, Mm -hmm. uh, for 17 uh, games plus the playoffs because he I mean he missed all of his rookie season blowing his ACL and his. Right, first series as a professional player in an exhibition game after he uh, sacked the goat Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he he had Tom Brady running for his damn life in one series. Like, I mean, Tom Brady isn't a nimble guy, but he's a guy who knows how to manipulate the pocket he's still and Brady. move around to avoid the pressure. And Joe Osai had him absolutely just run for his life. Exactly. Um, but yeah, if Osai can prove himself durable and you know just provide solid pass rush off the edge. And, and again, we all expect Miles Murphy's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think, yeah, it's, it's a possibility. I'm not going to say probably Because the Bengals still don't cut guys as often as they can. And as often mm-hmm. as other teams do or renegotiate. Mixon. Um, so <laughs> yeah. It'd be great if they renegotiated Trey's contract. Yeah, right. I uh, can keep him around for a couple years, but he's making what fit uh, 14th highest as you know, uh, 14th highest amount as uh, for an edge rusher. And he's probably worth that right now, but next year he's going to be 30. Is he going to be the 14th and, best? And you know, that money's going up. So and that's, that's the window where the Bengals
0: have been getting rid of guys. And I don't,
1: I don't yeah. appreciate the DJ.
0: I don't think they're going to do that with him unless they, unless Zach Carter just balls out and they think they're going to be okay with him next year and draft somebody. I don't know, but uh, I'll get this uh, comment here from a uh, here. He says, Hey Joe, is that the old Nippert stadium pitcher behind you?
1: Uh, that is Nipper Stadium behind me. I've, I'm a season ticket holder for the Bearcats, so. There you go. That's my Bearcats be tattoo. And- yeah. Um, dude, I'm a huge Bearcat fan. I yeah. My
0: dad used to have season tickets. I used to go all the time, but there he yeah. got rid of them. Grandkids got uh into sports and everything, and he couldn't go, so <laughs> he got rid of his tickets a while ago. But I, I, one of the coolest places to watch a college football game, I'll put it up against anybody, is Nip at Night. It is one of the greatest oh, yeah. atmospheres in college football. I'll put that, and It, it ain't. You know, the world's largest cocktail party. But yeah. for what it is, it's awesome. It is, that is that is my fi- one of the favorite places to be at night.
1: It is loud as hell. Uh, I mean, just, just because of how the uh, the stadium is. It's sunken. It's below ground. And, you know, for those that haven't been there. Uh, and, and it's surrounded by all these campus buildings. But it's, it's in the middle of campus. Uh, it, it's hard to really ex- ex- uh, explain to people who aren't from the area that d- don't know the geography. Um, so that sound just bouncing off of all of these buildings reverberating. There's only 40,000 people, but it sounds like there's, you know, it, Maybe. it, it, it sounds as loud as, you know, uh, some of these sec schools, you know, with eight, 85, 90,000 uh, people in the stands. Um, yeah. The atmosphere, it, it, it's just a fun, awesome place to watch a game. So. And one of the cool things
0: is people don't realize that they've actually been playing football in that spot for a hundred years. Yeah. As, as my dad has, has told me that's just the way they put the stadium there. Cause that's the way the land went. Yeah. It was a natural bowl. Now, if you walk down it, you they've dug it out. I don't know what year they did that, but you walk down the stands, it goes like this, and all of a sudden it kind of drops. Yeah. <laughs> so You're like, whoa! So if you you had a couple of beers, you might fall down the stairs, <laughs> pretty easily. But yeah, it does get
1: really, really steep,
0: really <laughs> steep, and really quick. Because that's where they, they dug it down. But uh, we, we can do a little Bearcat talk here. What's what's your thoughts on the Bearcat? I'm ex- I'm ecstatic about them going to the Big Twelve. I'm not as hyped up as I would have been. If we still had Luke. Yeah. <laughs> um, Because some, some people are like, well, weren't you excited when they got Luke in the first place? I'm like, well, no, not really. I mean, he was at Ohio State, and he was, yeah, the defense coordinator. And the one year he was the head coach, they didn't do that good. So I'm like, okay, cool. I hope he does good. I had no clue it was going to turn out the way it was. Now we got uh Satterfield from Louisville, who my mind kind of ran away from a bad situation that he possibly could have created himself. That's where I'm kind of like, I, hey, I'm not, I'm going to give him the benefit of, of the doubt. I'm just not, I got to see what, what he's, what, what he can do. It's kind of where I'm at. What's your thoughts on, on UC's football program?
1: Well, for, I mean, Luke Fickle was the kind of safe, boring yawn hire. Right. Um, proved everybody wrong, balled out. Um, I mean, the, the team, like he built the absolute identity, just this tough, hard nosed, you know, taking the, uh, uh, taking the identity of the neighborhood uh, and, you know, Clifton style and, yep. you know, did a fantastic job for the organization. How he left was kind of uh Brian Kelly ish. He had a foot I out did, the door that, that last season.
0: I, I was more shocked that he left. I was shocked Kelly left, but I was really shocked that he left because he turned down all these other jobs when we we're in, in the AAC, we're going to the big 12. and I know it's Wisconsin, but yeah, you built this. You're the reason, you, he's the main reason that UC is in the Big Twelve. I mean, it, it is. It's Luke Fickle. Yeah, and you didn't see it through. That kind of surprised me because he just got done building a house. He built a basketball court with UC all over it, a barn, and all, all his twenty-five kids there. And you know, so I, I, he was establishing roots here. I didn't just didn't think he was going to go anywhere. So I was really
1: shocked that he left. Um, he would have been gone in twenty-one. He, he would have taken that Notre Dame job. He absolutely would have taken that Notre Dame job. If UC wasn't staring college football playoff in the face. right? now I see that. Yes. (laughs) And and, and this was, and and, and here's why he left for, I mean, Wisconsin is a good, not great big, you know, big 10 job. Um, He knew the program was going to take a big step back going to the big 12. Mm -hmm. And even if he stuck around, it was going to take a big step back. I mean, you're not playing uh, South Florida. You're not playing temple. You're not playing East Carolina, East Carolina play, you know, uh, they always play their absolute asses off, but (laughs) East Carolina is East Carolina. Like that's, you know, you're taking a gigantic step up in competition, um, and he just he didn't want to make that 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 jump. He didn't want to start back over and then have his, not that his cachet or his you know his Q would, would drop far, but I mean, he had his choice of the pick of jobs if he wanted them, and you know suddenly you go down and the next you know next hot coaches are going to come up and take those big jobs that open up. So that's why he left when he left. Um, Satterfield, I wasn't great in Louisville. My brother lives in Louisville. He lives next door to their assistant athletic director.
2: Okay, cool.
1: Um, um, the athletic department is a garbage fire. Um, so it, maybe he
0: left a bad situation to a better
1: situation. That, 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 that's that's it. I mean, the, the athletic department that's just right. is – That's there's right. There's just a lot of crap going on behind the scenes that um, – I understand why he stepped up and I mean, Louisville fans were ready to, you know, they were, they were happy. Like they, they happy with Braum, but yeah, yeah, but like you still have the same people in the same administration and not granted, they were able to leverage NIL, uh, NIL, uh, NIL money and bring in a lot of good recruits. They didn't do well with those recruits, but again, I, I'm more optimistic with his hire to seeing the amount of investment that, uh, um, the cut that the university has put into the football program there, they brought built new positions. There's now like a general manager position um, basically just guys. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. That's exactly it. it. Um, mm-hmm. They basically completely modernized and upgraded the um, uh, football operations to try to stay um, as on top of NIL money and NIL landscape as possible. Um, it's, you're still a number two football school in the state It's a maybe even a number three football school in the state. Cause Michigan, number four, you know, yeah. Michigan Notre Dame, those guys are still going to get their pick of guys over UC for the top end uh, recruits. But I think football is going to be fine. I think it's in two years, maybe three years. Um, they're going to be battling in the top, you know, top three, four spots of the big 12. It's going to be, I have no idea what to expect this year. They have so many care. new guys. Yeah all over that's, the spot. That's um, where I'm at. Yeah.
0: Crippier Kri- Crippier's he's he's drinking the Kool-Aid. He said, "Guys, have you looked at our schedule, I see a big 12 championship run." Actually, I haven't I have not looked at the schedule to be honest. So
1: um Oklahoma Oklahoma is coming here, coming to Nip and I'm excited for it. Um I forget the rest of the comp. They don't play I, Texas. I, was, I went to the
0: game when Oklahoma played us down at a, at, at Thomas Paul Brown Stadium. In
1: Same, yeah. We got yeah, heads kicked in. <laughs> it, it actually, it wasn't a bad game. I mean, they they played well. Is just in the second half. I mean, you yeah. see, you saw the talent pull away. Right yeah. now, now, and see, that's the thing with with going into the Big Twelve
0: is is the the talent. You know, it does. Do we have the talent right now to compete with these teams? That, that's kind of where I, where I'm at. And, and of the talent that we lost, um, I'm not sure. And granted, the Bengals have been a big topic for me and the Reds right now. So I, I haven't really looked at what UC has right now, to be honest. But I just don't know if the talent is there to compete readily. You know, if we had the team we had in 2020, then hell yes, I'd be perfectly really fine with it. We had a couple NFL players on there. I don't know if we have an NFL player on our team right now.
1: Uh, uh, Dante Corleone. Okay, about that, that guy, I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, he is an about, absolute yeah. monster. He was one of the best players in all of college football as a freshman, as an interior defensive lineman. Um, and they I mean, they've got a lot of talent, and in, in, it's just, it's, they had a lot of guys that kind of came up around this, you know, kind, kind of built together at the same time for the uh, 2020 2021 season. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I really don't. I mean, they could go 0-12 this year. They could go 6-7. and six seven, I, I don't know. They, so yeah, many guys left. Right. So many guys came in. And, like, the names and the profiles that came with them, like, hey, this this guy can play. Like, they, they got some uh, good pass rushers. They got some uh, receivers that, you know, have ability. Now, receiving is going to be a lot different, and, and I think that's where they're going to struggle. Um, also, Emory Jones – are we going to see the Emory Jones that showed a lot of polish and a lot of promise in Florida, or are they going to see the Emery Jones that was meh out in the desert out in Arizona State? Um, I think Emory Jones should just keep the, safe, uh, the seat warm until Brady Drogosh takes over. I'd rather them start him as a true freshman. He's got he, he's he's going to be a stud quarterback uh, if they can keep him in the fold. And again, I same as the Reds, start the you know, just play the young kids. You know, you, you're starting kind of from scratch and you don't want them to get their absolute, you know, get their brains beat in and lose games 70 to nothing, which right. isn't going to happen. But it's going to be it's, an interesting season. I, I'm I, more optimistic for UC basketball over football, but yeah, that, that's
0: that's the fun part is because yeah. we are going to be going into the best college basketball conference in the country. Uh, Big 12 yeah. is, is, is the best. And this is going to be the year that we're going to find out if, if Miller is. The coach we think he is. Yeah, he's the recruiter we think he is. Yeah, I mean he's there's some kid that he that uh, top five or top ten recruit that. Um, it's considering UC. I heard that the other day. Tony Pike was talking about um, is it. Flory UC,
1: Bedunga. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's an Indiana he's in Indiana right now. So yeah, yes. That yes. they have him leaning or the uh, crystal ball on, the twenty four seven spot. The crystal yeah, yeah, ball so. going to Cincinnati. Yeah. So, I mean, he that, and I like Wes
0: Miller. Yeah. This is the year we're going to, I think, I hate to say that this is the year we're going to find, but it's his third year. And I'm always like, you got to at least give a a coach four years. You got to let him install his program, get his guys in here. And and people last year drive me nuts were, oh, we got to get rid of Wes Miller. He's only been up two years. You know, this is the year he's got to start making a step where we can see his coaching prowess, see, what he's trying to implement to, to actually work. You got to give this stuff time. They're college kids. They're only here for four years. Some of them, if you're really good, are here for one, maybe two, especially basketball. So that's the thing is you got to give it time. You got to let them, let them, it's kind of like you say with the Reds, you know, got let the young kids play, let Wes figure this out. But to me, this is the year that uh, he's got to do something. And hopefully I, I I'm hoping we get back to the tournament. I mean, with us being in the big 12, we have a better shot of getting in the tournament because they could take five teams from the Big 12 easily. Five six seven teams. Yeah, it could be more. Yeah. So we have a really good shot of making this tournament yeah. just because of the conference that we're in. Yeah. And I'm all I'm and I want to get in there and I want to get past the second round. Yeah. But I want to get back to the I want to get back to the tournament. So I'm excited about that too. So you what's your thoughts on uh UC uh, basketball?
1: Yeah actually I I think this past year um for those who were paying attention for more than just wins and losses, saw that uh, Wes Miller is a hell of a coach. This was not a talented team last nope. year, and, and and they almost scratched and clawed their way into uh, bubble contention. Uh, I mean, they had guys injured. I mean, it's been a revolving door the last couple of years with the whole debacle with John with John Brandon. Yeah, um, guys that are you know just coming in, coming out of the of, of the system. He's got a very talented group of freshmen coming in. He's got some really talented guys coming through the transfer uh, portal. Um, he's got the big center from, um, well, Utah. Whatever team knocked him out of the tournament this year. Oh, um, they, um, okay. Utah Valley State. Yes. Utah, yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce, uh, pronounce the dude's name, but they just went out and stole, stole the center. <laughs> right. want to kill uh, us. Yeah, they, they got Reynolds uh, from Temple, another, uh, another big body. Uh, they've got Big Vic Energy coming back. Vic Lock in for big another big. year. Um, again, they've got makes me feel really crazy old. Edger and James kid <laughs> yes. as a prized freshman. Jizzle James. Jizzle James. And, yeah, as as a basketball recruit. He also and, got
0: the local kid coming back too. Um,
1: oh, what is his name? Uh, Rayvon Griffith.
0: Yes. Yeah. He's also he, he's he's a freshman this year. So I mean, they yeah. have the, the talent is there. So like I said, I'm excited about talent. Yeah. And I think Wes Miller is a good coach. I just, I think we need to see it more this year. And I think we will with the talent.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, and again, like I said, I, I, last year you, you saw, you know, he has a better style. That's more modern. Like the problem. And that was kind of the issue with Mick Cronin. Um, He was very much a Bob Huggins disciple of guys, just play crap load of defense and run this really slow, boring as hell offense to watch, to where, you know, to where it's, it's, not a lot of movement. Um, I, I like John Brandon's offense, but he I love just John turned Brand's out to be a flaming offense. asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's I mean it, it's more I mean it's more modern basketball. It's free flowing. Like it not it's not positionless, but you've got to have guys that are available to you know you, you've got to have guys that can cover two or three positions. You got to have uh, your your bigs have to be able to handle the ball. You get guys going to be able to have to shoot the ball. Um, it, it, it's a more beautiful uh, game to watch. It's it, it's less just knockdown drag out fights that uh, Mick Cronin. Bob Huggins had around here for 25 hell however long it was too long because uh, for the fact that really wasn't much success past the early 90s mm-hmm. um see so yeah, i am optimistic i i really think that they're going to have a good season it's of the teams of the new teams coming to the big 12 they're going to have the best season by far um i, I mean Houston's a damn good program oh, I, oh God. I, I, beat Houston maybe I mean, I mean maybe oh. Houston's still going to be but um My God. Cause, cause they're losing guys but I honestly, I, I think UC might have the best. Houston at, at is
0: us. Houston yeah. is us of five years ago. That, that, yeah. They play like we do. They, they. Oh, I cannot stand them. They drive me. I want to yeah. beat them so bad. I can't. Anyway, that's just a. I, I don't <laughs> like Samson. I. I yeah, I, I'm drive. not a Kevin
1: Samson fan. No, I
0: can't. I cannot, cannot stand them. Anyway, Joe, we've been out for an hour. I appreciate you, man. This has been cool. I mean, like I said, it's America's team here or America's city. We. This is a fun time to be a Cincinnati fan. Now, even Xavier, I'll give you a shout-out. They're going to be a good basketball team. I mean, I don't like Xavier.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, we can throw it out there. So some people are like, you never talk Xavier. Oh, I'm not a Xavier fan. That, that, I mean, They're the, Norwood's basketball team. There
0: <laughs> so, I mean, we got a lot of good teams here. I mean, and and it's it's just amazing to be a Cincinnati sports fan right now. So, that's what's so much fun about doing this show. And, and anyway, so tell everybody about your show before I let you go, where they can find you.
1: Uh, we're uh, The Riverfront Bengals show, obviously, is my Twitter handle underneath there. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We are on YouTube. Um, I mean, uh, Chad dotson has been doing the the regular Red Show for 16 years. He's the longest running uh, Reds podcast in the world. Uh, we've been doing the Bengals for almost a year. Started about beginning of last year. So, and you know, we have fun with it. Uh, Greg Neiman and I, and we, we try to bring people in that you know have interesting things to say. So I'm, I'm, I might if if he's if uh, Jeff isn't too busy, and his uh, uh like drag him on for uh. For a show here too, so
0: sounds good. Just let, let me know and the, reach. I have to reach out to Chad get get him on here. We'll, we'll bring you you and, bo- you and him both back on here. We can talk some more Reds when we're uh, making our playoff run here in the second half of the season. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, brother Joe, I appreciate it, man. Go, go uh, have fun coaching baseball, brother. Thanks, man. See you, dude. <laughs> All right, guys, make sure you go follow Joe and uh, check out uh, Riverfront Bengals and Riverfront Reds. A really good podcast. Um, like I said, we this is a fun time to be. Literally just a Cincinnati fan. The Reds are exciting. We know the Bengals are got FC Cincinnati is doing good. I mean, I know some people tell me, Why don't you want to talk about FC Cincinnati? I, I don't know enough about soccer to talk about it. I mean, I'm trying, <laughs> but it's fun to watch them. I like winning teams. You see, going to the Big 12, we don't know about the football team. basketball team is going to be a lot of fun, I think. But it's just, if you would have told me 20 years ago, we're going to have three professional. Uh, sports team, they all be good, and UC probably be good at the same time. I probably would have called you a liar, but it's going to be fun. Anyway, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hude Nation, Hude Legion, Radical Reds, Bearcat Ruckus, and The Ice Bar, The Ohio State Buck Nuts. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling off the sound later on tonight, putting on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a five-star review. Leave a comment. Some more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. 2,213 subscribers. That is awesome. I've been doing this for five years. I love it. This is so much fun. I appreciate you guys. Do me a favor. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, please go subscribe to the channel. Go subscribe to Riverfront Bengals. That helps us out. Retweet the show. Tell everybody about it. Go get Tony Pike for me. Go on my Twitter poll. Vote yes. <laughs> I had like, what is up to now? Let me, let me look here. I couldn't believe how people, how many people said no. I have 30 people saying no for Tony Pike to come on my show. That's just hateful. <laughs> it's at 70% yes, 30% no. You've got 13 hours and 11 minutes left. So if you guys want to go out there and vote, uh, try to get Tony Pike on my show. Uh, I shout out to him and and Austin and Skinny for just talking about my podcast on the show the other day. It was awesome. Hopefully, I'll get Tony on. I know you know I'll get Skinny back on here. He's he's a regular. But anyway, appreciate you guys. I see. Let's go watch the Reds, but they're not playing tonight. know, uh, off day, they'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow actually at six thirty tomorrow night. I'm gonna have my boy Santori Miles will be on from Rally Around the Natty, so it should be a little later show. Uh, so Centauri S- S- will be on with all his Centauri stuff. So I'll see you guys tomorrow at 6.30. Other than that, that's your sports, baby. See ya! Talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship
1: game. Not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? We better send those
2: refunds. I'm <laughs> from the city where they got to play us. Fuck a coin up. flip, it's time to pay up to Don't pay cross up. the middle, 21 in the cut we, we ain't hiring from nobody, run and tell him it's up I'm it's from up. the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up Don't cross up. the middle, 21 in the cut where We, we ain't hiring from nobody, run and tell him it's up Back to back champs, kings of the north with it mm-hmm. thinking they can mm-hmm. hang with us, till lane jumped out the porch with it Long mm-hmm. bomb the chase, every Sunday watch him go and get it Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins Then throw void in the mix, now you really iffy Every Sunday show him boys had it really gritty. They tried to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, Roger right to the go and get it. Never know what's gonna happen when Joe drop back. He get shifty in the pocket, I get shifty on the track. Nobody on the team all pro, that's all cap. Most all-around team in the NFL, that's all fact. Ain't came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff? Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Vaughn gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse bass in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just draft the cam and draft hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was, cause that's the loser way It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him And I bet you will find a hole if you give it to him Aiden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash. Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seem like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my favorite money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip. It's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle. Twenty one in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody. Run telling tell 'em it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip. It's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle. Twenty one in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody. Run telling tell 'em it's up.